get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. With Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. James, a former superstar defenseman in the NHL. Dang I'm just right. a radio host right here on 101 ESPN. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen <laughs> celebrity line. Happy to be joined by the Vegas Golden Knights TV play-by-play announcer. Is Dave Gosher joining us here on 101 ESPN? He was also the voice of the Bruins from 2000 to 2017, so he's got a little insight on Tory Krug for us as well. Dave, always appreciate the time, man. How you doing today? Hey, good guys. What's going on there? Uh, doing well. So let's start with Tory Krug, if you don't mind, because you have certainly a lot more experience watching him than we do for a lot of our audience here in St. Louis. What kind of a player did the Blues sign whenever they signed uh, Tory Krug? Well, I think, BK, enormously competitive more than anything else. A lot of things to like about Tory, and I think one of the things is that, you know, for most of his career, and be it at Michigan State or working his way through, you know, a stint in the AHL and then to the Bruins, I think, you know, he's one of those guys that I think people doubted a lot because of his size. He's not the biggest in the world, and I think he used that as motivation. So, you know, a bit of a chip on his shoulder, which I like. I mean, I like Tory a lot as a, as a person. I think he's just a he's a good human. But on the ice, uh, I think he's kind of carried that chip on his shoulder to to quite obviously now a huge deal with the Blues and you know right up there among the, the top power play uh, point producers from from the back end over the last few years. But someone that I remember, guys, when he was in Boston and he signed his well, it turned out to be his last contract with the Bruins. He you know there was some talk. Can he play in the in the top four and you know, he said, look, I want to prove that I can play in the top four. Well, he certainly did that in Boston. And, and uh, you know, you're getting a guy that uh, great first pass out of the zone, competitive. I think he's improved his defensive game. I think he'd be the first one to tell you that. But, you know, that needed some work. His offensive skills and his instincts have always been there. So, yeah, and, and I think just, as I said at the top, ultra competitive. You know, and you guys probably, you know, got a taste of that in the, in the cup final uh, a couple of years ago. So, yeah, you get a real good one there in Torrey. Yeah, Dave, I agree. Look, I think Torrey's a, a fantastic puck-moving defenseman, a great quarterback on the power play. Now, the critics or the, the non-believers would want to know, and I'm going to ask you this, in your opinion, is Torrey Krug able to drive a power play without Pasternak, Marshawn, and Bergeron up there? Because those, are, those were fantastic accessories to have on a power play. But will Tory Krug be able to do that with the likes of Ryan O'Reilly, David Perron, even of Vladimir Tarasenko? Yeah, it's a good question, too, Riz. I think, uh, you know, I guess it's to be determined. I, I will say this. The Bruins, let's put it, the Bruins don't have anyone now on that team that did what Tory did on the power play. You know, he was the guy that quarterbacked that top unit. I think he's got enough skill and enough vision 
to be able to make it work, whether it's with the guys you mentioned in Boston or the or the some of the, the higher end guys you, you mentioned in St. Louis. And uh, yeah, I I think he's going to be able to do it. You know, he he has grown his game. Um, you know, to be able to to I guess to thrive in a lot of different areas. And that power play in Boston, no question, was was among the best in the league for the last few years, and he was a big part of it. So yeah, I, I think his skill set. Whether he's, you know, he's got that perfection line in Boston, or he's got some of the guys you mentioned with the Blues. Yeah, I think he'll fit right in, and I just think his, you know, I keep coming back to it, his competitive nature and and the skill set he brings to it is, uh, you know, it's a pretty special combination. Now, th- with the departure of Alex Petrangelo here in St. Louis, that's about twenty five minutes a game, just just south of twenty five minutes a game. Uh, Tory Krug, being the kind of player that he is. Do you believe that he can help supplement some of those minutes and maybe get into the 22 to 23 minutes a game? Certainly not replacing Petro. One, he's not a right-handed shot. Two, he's not a six-foot-three defenseman. But, yes, being able to manage minutes is going to be a big thing that he's going to have to accomplish here in St. Louis. Yeah, I think so. You know, look, he, uh, you know, in Boston, he was paired primarily with with Tory, uh, with uh, Brandon Carlo. Um, you know, and then it was Char and McAvoy as that top pair. But, yeah, I think Tory would – uh, and I think it's something he would welcome, to be honest with you, to play to play a little bit more. I don't know how it's going to pan out there. I don't know how you guys see it, who they would pair him with uh, on the back end there. I'd but, love yeah, to see I, him I, with Pareko, Gosh. I well, really would. Yeah, I thought that too. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. You know that. Yeah, he they would make a you know a terrific a terrific tandem. I, I really you know and thing you know Pareko's a big kid. You know a lot of range, a lot of size. Tory's on the smaller side. I think they would they would make a real good combination. Yeah, and I think he would. Um, I think he would welcome that, you know, and I don't know if honestly he was looking for an increased role. I don't, you know, I don't know that. I, I think he played a, a lot in Boston, but you know, this is a whole different deal. I mean, obviously with the deletion of, of Petrangelo and the addition of Krug, uh, you know, maybe this is something, I don't know if he would admit it or not, but maybe this is something he was looking for to, to kind of be the guy. Uh, he wasn't the guy in Boston, you know, and, and, and with the Blues, he's, he's certainly going to be, if he's not the guy, he's, he's right up there on the list. So, Ghost, it's, look, at, there, there are a lot of stuff that comes out when we do these free agent signings, and there apparently was a deal on the table for Tory Krug, and I know you're not in Boston anymore, but is there, do you find, think there's any reason as to why the Bruins pulled that offer when – they still have question marks regarding Chara, and they, to your point, Tory Krug is some of the is the power play guy that drives that team. It just seemed kind of weird to me that the Blues came in with almost the same offer and got him right away. I agree with you, BK, and I, I wish I could give you a more elaborate answer. I have no idea because if you look at it, the left side of their defense, Krug's gone. I'm not sure what, what Zidane Char is going to do. I mean, there's part of me that just thinks if he's going to play another year, he's going to stay put. But that's not, you know, that's not written in stone. I don't know. You know, I don't know if, if there was, you know, if there was a sense of frustration that Tory didn't accept the deal, you know, a year ago at this time um, and wanted to kind of play out the season and hit the free agent market. I'm not sure if that's part of it. You know, the Bruins signed him as an, unre- uh, an undrafted free agent out of Michigan State, you know, and, and, and kind of helped usher him into the NHL. But, you know, Torrey deserves a ton of credit for, you know, de- uh, making himself into the player he is now. So I don't know. I don't know if, if Don Sweeney and company thought that, well, he should just accept the deal back when they offered it to him. But, I mean, you know, Donnie's a former player. Cam Neely played a long time in the league quite often. You know, for a guy to be able to hit 
free agency. You don't get a ton. You know, you get more opportunities now because you can hit it younger, but maybe that was part of it. But I, yeah, I was a little baffled when I heard Tory say that. And I was, I don't know how you feel about it guys. I was glad he, he kind of brought it up in, in an age now where I get it, you know, athletes are pretty close to the vest with stuff. Cause if they say something a little off the beaten path, it's out there and, and Lord knows what's going to happen with it. I was glad he addressed it because I think it was a natural question. Why did you leave? And his, his answer was, well, there wasn't really an offer right now in, in present time for me to stay. We're talking to get Dave Gosher here on 101 ESPN. He's the voice of, or excuse me, the play-by-play announcer on TV for the Vegas Golden Knights, previously the voice of the Bruins from 2000 to 2017. Last question that I had on Tory Krug for you, Dave, is how do you think that his game is going to age? Because we hear so much about these point-producing defensemen and maybe towards the back end of their career, things can go a little bit further south. But you watched him up close and in person for a while. How do you think his game in particular will age? <laughs> I think uh, I think like a fine wine. You know? <laughs> I think that he'll be uh, – I think he'll be just fine. You know, he's uh, – Again, I think he's – and it's not like he's had an easy road. I mean, he, he – I don't know if there's a lot of people that believed him when he was, you know, coming out of college. And um, I think he's somebody that now that he signed this this deal with the Blues in, in seven years and a lot of money, uh, you know, when he gets near the, the sixth and seventh years, I'm not sure what that's going to look like. But I, I, who knows? But I think the first four or five are going to be – are going to be really good. And I, I think – you know, you know and, and, Ribs, you made this point earlier. Look, they're not the same players. You're not – you're not replacing similar players. I mean, they, they produce numbers, uh, but they, how they play the game, Krug and Frangelo are, are different. But I think, um, I think Tori will be, you know, a mainstay for that team and a point producer for that team and someone that, that drives offense but can also play in other situations as well for, for many years to come. All right, Ghost, let's uh, let's jump ahead then. Okay, you guys are getting the captain, Alex Petrangelo, uh, a huge signing by the Vegas Golden Knights, who, by the way, as you know, like they went all in on this one. They they sent some players out of town. They managed to drum up enough salary cap to sign Alex Petrangelo, who clearly they had their sights set on. Uh, how exciting is it in Vegas right now, knowing that you're getting one of the best four defensemen in the league right now? Well, very. Let me ask you guys a question, though, first. What was the reaction? What's been the reaction there to him leaving? Uh, it's been all over the place, honestly. You have the the side of, you know, people who are angry because they feel like the player wanted maybe more than the team could give. And then you have the other side that is angry that the Blues didn't hang on to the captain, their best defenseman, one of the best defensemen in the league, the first guy to lift the cup for the St. Louis Blues. It's kind of split down the middle. You know, a lot of people want to yeah. see him do well, uh, but, you know, in a negotiation, somebody always gets painted as the bad guy, and I think it's kind of like that here. You ask one guy at the bar, he'll tell you one thing. The other guy sitting beside him, he'll have a different answer about it. Yeah, well, it's you know, I, I think the people in Vegas, Riz, are very, you know, they're pumped. Look, I, I say this with, uh, I'm a, an enormous fan of Nate Schmidt, and uh, it was painful for me to see that he was a guy that that basically had to go for them to, to fit Petrangelo in. I was hoping they could work around it a different way. You know, if you look at it in the bigger picture, they traded Paul Stastny and Nate Schmidt to keep Robin Leonard and to bring in Alex Petrangelo. That's, you know, basically what the math was. Um, you know, there's a little, you know, maybe a little bit off, but that by and large, that's what they ended up doing. Um, so it pained me that Schmidt had to go. That being said, last season, Shea Theodore was the Golden Knights' best defenseman. So 
Um, you know, they're able to keep Shea, who I think will, with Petrangelo coming in, um, I, don't, I don't know if they'll play together. Part of me thinks they might play Petrangelo with Braden McNabb at least to start the season and then maybe at times during the game. Uh, pair up Petrangelo and, and Theodore. So uh, I think people are, are, are pretty pumped about it. I also think guys that now are going into year four as a franchise and, and the fan base in Vegas is saying, look, it's, this is part of the business. You know, you, you can't keep everybody. They, they've had players move on from, from a, you know, a cup, uh, a finalist team in year one. And now they are, they, they moved on from, you know, one of their, their most popular players in Nate Schmidt. Uh, there was a lot of smoke around Marc-Andre Fleury being traded here. Uh, in the in the recent past that ended up not happening quite obviously but you know from Transil you guys would know better than me I mean they they brought in one of the elite defensemen in the league and it just I think it goes to show that Bill Foley and company they're not willing to just wade into the water here I mean they have made big trades they've made big free agent signings you know be it trading for Mark Stone bring in Max Pacioretty trade for Paul Stastny uh, I mean I signed Paul Stastny a couple of years ago and now sign Alex Petrangelo so good on them and uh again they you know they were a team that was in the west final without Petrangelo last year and now they just added one of the best defensemen in the league Dave I've got one final question for you here for one elite defenseman to another (laughs) uh if I have my numbers correct here I think Jamie was with the Boston Bruins early in your tenure as the voice of the Bruins back in the early 2000s uh, what was it like to watch such a superstar defense, <laughs> defenseman on a nightly basis, Dave? It, it was awesome. I'll tell you what. You talk about high points. Never mind the cup in 2011. and Never mind, you know, the, the Golden Knights first year. I, here's what, Ribs, here's what I, I go back to. I remember you playing with the Worcester Rice Cats. Oh, man, That's yeah. I was doing the Providence Bruins games before I went to Boston. So from 95 to 2000, I did the the – the Providence Bruins, and we'd make that 45-minute trek to the Worcester Centrum. I don't think it's called that anymore. But uh, So, yeah, seeing Ribs play in the eight-spoke B jersey was one thing. Seeing him play in the Ice Cats jersey, that was something altogether different. So <laughs> I guess it means we're just all getting uh, – We're all the, the years are going by. <laughs> they sure are, Ghost, that's for sure. <laughs> He's Dave no, Gosher. It was a blast back then, guys. It's hard to so what Riz, how would you think all these years later would be uh would be yapping like this? It's kinda of funny how the world works. It's incredible. And it's amazing to see all the people that I cross paths with that same memories. Back from way back in the minors to now people are doing different jobs around the NHL. It's uh, hockey's a small world, but it's a tight family, that's for sure. Yeah, no question, guys. Good to be with you. Absolutely. Dave, thanks so much for the time today. Really appreciate it, man, and take care of our captain out there. Will do, guys. Take care of yourselves. You got it. That's Dave Gosher joining us here on 101 ESPN. Again, Vegas Golden Knights TV play-by-play announcer, formerly the voice of the Bruins from 2000 to 2017, had the great pleasure of being able to watch not only a Stanley Cup, but also, you know, Jamie Rivers back in the day.